South Korea. One of the leading developed countries and a pioneer in many fields has its fair share of being in the spotlight. However, there have been numerous occasions where petty crimes and gruesome murders take the stage and shock the entire nation and the world. Today, we are going to be talking about one such case that is so heart-wrenching and grisly that they were forced to make changes in their legal system. This case is about an year-old infant who was tortured and killed by her adoptive parents due to frankly unknown reasons and questionable motives. And for our first ever case on this podcast, we are going all the way to Seoul, South Korea. Disclaimer is in order as I'm not a professional when it comes to investigating a case. I'm just a person who enjoys listening and reading true crime stories. The facts of the case are taken from reliable sources and anything other than that is just a mere speculation or a fan theory. If in case I happen to mispronounce some words, apologies in advance. Personally, I was aware of this case when it happened, but I wasn't aware of the details that led to this incident. And needless to say, I was frustrated and furious the more I read about it. Until this case, South Korea had a law regarding disciplining their children. The Amendment of Civil Act 1958 and Article 915 states, quote, The person of parental authority may, in order to protect or educate his or her child, take necessary disciplinary action against the child and may entrust such child to a reformatory or correctional institution upon the approval of the court." Unquote. On 10th of June 2019, a healthy girl of 3.43 cages was born in Seoul. From what we know, the biological mother was incapable of taking care of her daughter. So, eight days after she was born, that is on 18th of June 2019, she decided to give her up to a local church to find her a foster home. During her time there, her caretakers said that Jongin was a very happy and cheerful baby. She always swooned to music and always had a smile on her face. After spending around eight months in the foster home, she was adopted by her new parents, Jang Hayong and An Sung-yeon. In August of 2019, two months after she was born, her parents, whom we'll be addressing as Jang and An, Jang being the mother and An being the father, applied to adopt the baby girl. Their reason of adopting another kid was to have a baby sister for their four-year-old biological daughter. From what I've read, Jang and An had connections with the church as Jang's father, Jang Yong-gi, was a pastor in Yangdrok Pohang Disciplines Church, while An's father, An Hee Gil, was the pastor of Andong Baptist Church. It is speculated that because of their connections with the church, it became easier for them to adopt Jong In. Jang worked as an interpreter, while An worked as an employee at CBS, that is Christian Broadcasting Network. The parents passed the adoption screening process conducted by Holt's Child Services, which included a psychological test and were then qualified for the adoption. So, in February of 2020, Jong who is now 8 months old, finally moved in with her adoptive parents. Jong spent 8 months with her adoptive parents before she passed away. There are numerous reports in Korean and unfortunately not all are in English, hence the timeline is based a bit on an approximation, but from what I could translate, February to May 2020 was the period between which baby suffered the most. During that time, she was served burning hot food that left blisters and literal wounds in her mouth. They beat her up because they didn't like the smell of her feces and would use multiple different ways to scare her from time to time. 
they would leave her alone in the car near a swimming pool overturn her stroller to scare her so that she could just stop crying on may 25th 2020 one of the daycare staff members filed a report against the adoptive parents for child abuse when they noticed several bruises on her stomach and thighs the police and the child protection institution were brought in to investigate the case however according to the parents the baby received those bruises on the leg due to a leg correction massage they could not explain the bruises on her neck and collarbone but it was closed with a conclusion that no apparent abuse was found this was the first report on june 29th 2020 a second report was filed for neglect and abuse when a citizen saw the baby left alone in the car the police did not initiate the investigation for a month and by the time they started investigating all the cctv footage from the streets were erased the police were only able to analyze security cameras near the reported vehicles when they questioned the parents the mother defended their actions saying that it was just an american sleeping style for educating kids between july and september of 2020 jongin was not sent to the daycare center because of the rising cases of covid-19 According to the police reports they locked her in a dark room every day after 7 pm so they didn't have to deal with her baby tantrums during the same time the adoptive parents continued to send their biological daughter to the daycare center once she returned to the daycare center in september the staff members were shocked to see her condition she lost a significant amount of weight and had several bruises all over on september 23rd one of the staff members decided to consult a pediatrician to help the baby The doctor concluded that Jungin was malnourished and had obvious signs of abuse. He strongly advised the police to separate her from her parents immediately. A few reports state that the parents were asked to bring a thorough medical examination report of the baby, while other reports suggest that the police and adoptive parents decided to take her to another doctor for a second consultation, who knew the parents well. In the end, the doctor dismissed the bruises as a mouth infection and the case was dismissed. Despite the first doctor's firm recommendation the police did not take any action this was the third and the final report on october 1st the family appeared on a documentary show named an ordinary family on the educational broadcasting system ebs that contained scenes of the family gathering and parting and gave an impression of a happy and a healthy family the father was captured saying quote i wanted to show the world that not only celebrities but also people like us can choose to adopt adoption is not something to be ashamed of but rather something to be celebrated unquote 12 days after the broadcast of this episode the baby died on october 12th jungin was sent to the daycare center in a really bad condition according to the staff members there the baby couldn't walk stand or even drink and her belly was swollen and big despite suffering from so much pain she didn't give any reaction at all even her diaper was completely dry the entire time she was in the center Around the afternoon they decided to call the parents to let them know of her condition and the mother visited the daycare center only to dismiss the entire situation as nothing the staff members tried to feed her and they even succeeded in giving her a few sips of milk before she started panting and shivering when her adoptive father decided to pick her up from the center they expressed their concerns and told him that she couldn't walk the entire day The father then forced the baby to walk in front of the staff members to prove that she was fine. The members pleaded to take her to the hospital which went unheard. On October 13th between 8:46 a.m. and 9:01 a.m. the adoptive mother decided to record a video by forcefully making the baby walk. In the video, 
Jonggin seemed to be in a lot of pain and constantly cried, but the mother seemed indifferent. Around 9:40 a.m., the neighbors who lived a level below the adoptive family heard extremely loud noises and described it as dumbbells falling on the ground. According to them, they heard the thud some four to five times. Once they checked on them, the adoptive mother answered the door and apologized for the noise as the biological daughter peeked from another room. Around 10:19 a.m., the adoptive mother took their biological daughter to the daycare center and then to a laundry store on the way back. All this time, Jonggin was home alone as she was not captured in any CCTV cameras. As they returned home, the adoptive mother finally decided to bring Jonggin to the emergency room. The taxi driver, who carried both of them to one of the hospitals in southwest Seoul, said that the baby was turning blue and was unconscious when the mother brought her into the taxi. As they brought her to the emergency room, the doctor noticed several bruises on her body, multiple fractures and wounds. While the doctors were trying their best to save the baby, it was reported that the mother was sitting outside the emergency room, browsing through online shopping websites and looking for a fish cake to buy. The poor kid suffered from three cardiac arrests, and the doctors ultimately failed to resuscitate her. Jonggin died on Tuesday, October thirteenth, two thousand and twenty, at the age of sixteen months. There is no definitive date of when the parents were arrested, but it was somewhere between December or January. It started gathering attention due to different newspapers and news channel articles reporting this case. On January second, two thousand and twenty-one, on SBS, that is the Seoul Broadcasting System, one of the leading networks in South Korea, broadcasted an episode of the show named "Unanswered Questions," which featured the case of Jonggin, and conducted their investigations with a medical professional to determine the severity of the injuries that the baby suffered. According to the professional, a ruptured pancreas is a three on the Abbey injury scale. Three on that scale is considered to be severe pain. This is the pain she suffered from while she was still alive. They also conducted several experiments to determine the amount of force and weight it would require to break something like this. Remember the dumbbells falling on the ground? According to this episode, the adoptive mother might have jumped on the baby. There was no definitive conclusion to this experiment, as many thought the mother's actions were exaggerated for this episode. Nonetheless, the episode acted as a final nail in the coffin as more people were now aware of this case, which resulted in different protests for her justice. The case has a lot of subsections and people to blame for. The lack of attention and carelessness for disregarding a crime like this is just one of them. Narrowing down, there are three main groups that can be held responsible. The police were the first to surrender their line of defense against the child abuse as they reacted differently to Jonggin's case reports. On Wednesday, January sixth, two thousand and twenty-one, National Police Agency issued a public apology addressing the botched response to the repeated reports filed. The police officers were reluctant to launch an investigation when the initial reports were filed, as it may have indicated issues within the police department. Till this case, the officers did not hold the power of separating the child from the parents. So, if the police decided to separate Jonggin from her parents, it would light up the excessive use of authority and threaten the officers' job. According to a daily newspaper, Dongilbo, an anonymous officer confirmed their actions, saying, "Quote: It is realistically difficult for officers to separate a child from their parents without any guaranteed authority." Unquote. Reports also suggest that the Child Adoption Agency, Holt's Children's Services, involved with the entire adoption process, might be the initial culprits of putting Jonggin in danger. Their adoption process has shown to be hastily carried out, as Holt allowed the adoptive parents to adopt Jonggin on literally the first day they met her. 
Holt's records reveal that they were in fact aware of the abuse as early as May of 2020 when the parents failed to explain certain bruises on her body. Instead of taking the necessary action, they ignored the signs and continued to grant parents' requests like delaying the mandatory house visits. According to some articles, Holt's children's services were rescheduled to visit their house two days before she died. Holt officials stated that they followed all the procedures mandated by the government and issued an official apology but dodged any form of responsibility. There were three house visits between February to October of 2020, two of which were conducted right after the reports were filed for the suspected child abuse. According to the June and Daily newspaper, Holt indeed asked the adoptive parents to take better care of the child and made multiple phone calls afterwards regarding another visit, but they were rejected. The Child Protection Institution was a third party responsible for not taking action towards Jungian's parents. The pieces of evidence which suggested the child abuse, the institution didn't do anything even after the representees accompanied the police on field investigations for each of the child abuse reports. In their defense, they blamed the lack of workforce for having more than enough children under each staff member. According to them, the workers were responsible for managing an average of 41 children as compared to 12 in European countries. Everyone was pointing fingers at each other and the case was getting more and more attention from the citizens of the country and even internationally. The I am sorry Jongin challenge was started by Gong Hye Jong, a representative from the Korea Child Abuse Prevention Association, where citizens expressed their regret for allowing this tragedy to occur. In response, the president of South Korea, Moon Jae-in, ordered measures to prevent the reoccurrence of such a case. As the uproar continued, petitions were posted on the website of the Blue House, South Korea's seat of government, demanding that the adoptive parents be prosecuted and convicted. A petition urging the responsible parties to be found and held accountable attracted about 200,000 signatures in one day. Now, I have been listening to crime podcasts for a very long time and parents abusing their adoptive children is not something unheard of. While listening to this particular case, I was surprised by the amount of attention it received from across countries. And I wanted to understand why people were so angry. I mean, there must be something that triggered the outrage to such an extent that it forced the country to rewrite and change some of its laws. And there was. According to the government statistics, in 2018 and 2019, 70 children died due to abuse. Out of these, 60 children were killed by the biological parents, 9 were killed by step-parents, and 1 by an adoptive family. The data from the Ministry of Health showed that in 2019, South Korea reported 30,000 cases of abuse as compared to 5,578 in 2008. An article titled 2021 Korea's Year of Child Abuse lists down multiple cases like Jongin's. A few months before Jongin's case, a mother tried to sell her child for 200,000 won or a mere $175. A stepmother stuffed her 8-year-old in a suitcase who later died of a cardiac arrest. A two-year-old named Min Young died after falling into a months-long coma because her adoptive father struck her repeatedly in her head. A 20-month-old baby was beaten and raped by her stepfather, who then killed her and hid her body in an icebox in his bathroom until authorities discovered her three weeks later. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. A report by Korea Expose suggests that Korea is going through a child abuse epidemic. In many cases, Turning the focus on perceived misbehavior of kids, the abusers cite their frustration on their adoptive kids, which results in a life-ending violence. 
On 13th January 2021, in room number 306 of the Seoul Southern District Court, at 10:30 a.m., the mother was brought in for trial. Prosecutors were recorded saying, "Quote: In addition to signs on the body pointing to severe physical abuse, we have also found indications during questioning of the adoptive mother that she may have continued the abuse with the realization that it could have killed Jungin." Unquote. During the questioning, the mother confessed that she did punch the baby in stomach when she refused to eat, but denied using a strong force which would have resulted in ruptured organs. She also admitted dropping Jungin after shaking her in the air on the day she died. The prosecutor requested the court to charge her with murder and involuntary manslaughter. During the second and the third trial, multiple witnesses came forward speaking about the signs of neglect and abuse they noticed whenever they saw the baby. Around 800 videos of physical abuse were found in the mother's phone. Multiple text messages were also shared between the parents which cited their frustration towards Jungin. Text messages as early as February 2020, 20 days after she was adopted, were submitted in the court. The messages went from the parents assuming Jungin's fake crying to starving her for 3 days and celebrating not performing any physical abuse for one entire day. After receiving backlash from the media regarding the father's responsibility, the case was re-examined. The forensic reports indicated that he was at least aware that the actions performed against Jungin could result in death. The doctors who performed the autopsy tagged the murder as a willful killing or murder by recklessness. The doctor who conducted the autopsy testified that Jungin's case was the worst he had seen in his 20 years of experience. Out of the 3,800 babies that he has examined so far, Jung In had the worst injuries. During her time of death, her stomach was filled with blood and infection, and it had began to rot. Based on some of the recovered tissues found in Jung In's organs, it was also concluded that she received another severe beating three to five days before her demise. All this time, the father maintained the image of not being guilty, as he denied playing any role in the abuse and stated that he was just a mere speculator. On May 15, 2021, the Seoul court sentenced the adoptive mother to life in prison for abusing and killing the 16-month-old girl, while the father received five years in jail for neglecting the abuse. The defense again denied stepping on the child's stomach on the day of the death and pleaded mercy from Ahn, saying he was unaware of the assault. Due to the backlash received and multiple cases similar to Baby Jungin's, the case was reopened and the culprits were made to take the stand one more time for the final verdict. On November 21, 2021, the Seoul High Court admitted that the mother was guilty of murdering her adopted daughter but reduced her sentence as quote it was difficult to find objective proof of justifying the ruling of life imprisonment which would permanently isolate the defendant from security unquote according to them the mother didn't plan on her murder or even seek to conceal evidences of her action the fact that the mother decided to take her to the hospital also helped reduce her sentence The father was stripped off from the 5-year sentence and received a severe punishment of 35 years in prison due to his negligence towards the abuse. Both of them need to undertake 200 hours of child abuse treatment program and have been banned from working at any child-related organizations for 10 years. At the end, as a measure to ultimately stop such crimes from repeating themselves, lawmakers were quick to pass an amendment dubbed Jungin's Law in March 2021 to the existing act governing child abuse. With this, it became obligatory for the police to investigate reports filed for child abuse without any delays. Police and social workers were now equally empowered to remove the child from the domicile when the abuse is suspected. 
as indicated in the beginning of the episode the law where parents can take disciplinary action towards their kids was completely abolished as of march 2021 what happened to jongin was terrible she deserved to live a happy healthy and a normal life like any other child it's sad to see that the country had to go through such a case in order to change their laws for adopting and protecting a child we can only hope that such an atrocity never repeats we can only hope that people are more attentive especially when a kid's life could be at stake and that such a case never repeats itself again a similar case was covered on a korean show named juvenile justice particularly episode 3 of that show in the case of a child abuse and how parents use the tactic of abusing their child or children under the alias of disciplining them and avoiding any punishment the show is currently available worldwide on netflix so do check it out You can take a look at the photographs related to the case on our Instagram page at Shades of Macabre. And if you want to listen and know more about the upcoming episodes, make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast from wherever you are listening. We'll be back next week with a different shade of macabre. Meanwhile, try not to get murdered. <laughs>